0: Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola Vichola. Hola Vichola. Hola Vichola. Hola, bichola. Casa the Dragons. <laughs> okay, welcome everyone. Welcome to episode three. Um, a lot happened in this episode. So much happened, and I'm loving where it's going. You can probably tell that I just finished watching it because I did. And um, let's just get right into the episode. Okay, so we open back up with the crab feeder and we learn that his name is Prince Prince Drahar. And when we get a, a good look at him, he looks like Hannibal Lecter and Leatherface had a baby and we got Prince Drahar uh yeah he was quite frightening i think he must have had a really hard time fighting the dragon the first round because he just looks like he was burnt to a crisp um but here we have all the all the battling happening and um hail king paimon shows up with his dragon and uh honestly this is like one of the funniest one of the funniest opening scenes in this type of like series that I've seen where you have you know one of the soldiers begging for help and he knows that Paymon's coming to save him and here we are he's like save me save me king paymon and he he does he he lands exactly on him and splat there he goes he saved him from the pain of dying but I just thought it was so funny to just see him be like please save me and then he gets splatted by the dragon (laughs) Um, and then uh, King Paimon gets attacked by an arrow and it was quickly time to go so I thought an arrow that's all it took you was to just get hit by an arrow on the shoulder Ooh, things are looking pretty dim at the Stepstones, and so we move on to the next scene, and the next scene, we're celebrating a baby, right? Like, we all think we're celebrating a baby, but we're celebrating a two-year-old's birthday? Two-year-old, it's been two years? I screamed, I'm not kidding, I like, could not believe it's been two years, like, the last episode, it had been six months since, Allison and the King had been spending time together. And now, the next episode has been two years? Two years? God, I, I, like, how, a century? Are we gonna cover a century in this season? Um, But then, we learn further that it's been three years since the Stepstones. So it's actually been three years. Oh my God. Um yeah, I was not expecting this time period to go by this quickly like, you know, maybe like a month or two months or whatever, but like at this point we're 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 on our way to a 10 year by the next episode we will probably be in year 10. You heard it here. We'll be in year 10 of this time period. Um so we're at this ceremony where we're, you know, excited for this King Aegon and um uh, Rhaenyra is nowhere to be found she um, um which I'm not surprised though because she is they're celebrating the birth of her brother and the brother through the son, where Rhaenyra is nowhere to be found and you know which I'm not really surprised because why would she be there celebrating her brother her prince aegon's birthday or you know name day or whatever since that is the son of her ex bff now queen mother and her daddy like i i don't i wouldn't be there either or i would be probably somewhere else in a corner maybe seething which is what she probably was doing but then we discover that she's actually by the tree the tree that her and allison used to spend time under and she's kind of writing in her journal or reading a journal and allison shows up pregnant allison is pregnant again i i'm just so shocked at just how she already has a two-year-old and now there's another baby um they could slow it down just a little bit <laughs> if I could find something to be just like not shocked by or just like let me take a deep breath that uh, there's just so much happening in this short time period um but nonetheless for story purposes they you know, they kind of had to like create the tension of time and uh, the tension between these relationships and what better way than to see that it's been two years and we're still not talking to each other so that, Makes a lot of sense. But anyway, Allison is trying to connect with Renera, and is kind of like, mind your own business. We're not friends, and we'll never be friends. And uh, Allison's like, does it have to be this way? And um, Renera is basically giving her the hand until Queen Allison uses her authority and demands that Renara shows up to celebrate her baby brother's second birthday or name day uh, I don't know which one they celebrate but it must be a birthday um, so she kind of shows up there so we move on to this um, camp where now they're also celebrating King Viserys's name day and they're at a camp at what is, what I heard called the White Heart Territory, White Hearts Territory. And uh, they're there for a hunt and to hopefully find a rare stag. And so while on their way there, you can see that Venera and her father don't speak. And um, the, you can see the tension between them has been a brewing. Clearly. (laughs) And so once we get to this, you know, camp ball like celebration, um, you see Rhaenyra walking around and then you see a man staring off, like staring into Rhaenyra as she's like walking around and then you can see King Viserys is looking at her, looking at him, looking at her and he's kind of like, hmm, another potential mate for her to marry off to so there is being there's questions amongst the ladies they're all gathered around gossiping and talking and you know doing the doing carrying the the kingdom on their back as you will (laughs) during these little discussions and when someone asks a question directed at um, Renera and basically is saying like what are you gonna do we are at war for the crown what's your position and Renera's is kind of like what do you mean we're uh, everything's chill like I'm gonna be named queen and uh, like no one's coming for me and the the high lady who directed the question at her was kind of like well you um, clearly don't know what's going on around this kingdom so naturally Rhaenyra storms off she doesn't only just though storm off she runs out and she runs and hops on her horse and you know her king's guard who's meant to protect her he is Christian what's his name his his name is Christian Christian and Christian runs right after her so while these two are chasing during doing a little like horse chase through the mountains um, we have what turn, we have a man who approaches the king and is basically offering his hand and his interest at, um, who's uh, posing his interest at Venera. And it turns out that this person is none other than Jason Lannister. We finally see a Lannister, I got so excited when I saw that Lannister and then he's also a twin on top of that, which really confused me because when I saw these two, when I saw his twin brother at the beginning, I thought, okay, that's one person and then when we get to the camp, it's another person with longer hair. It's the same person but with longer hair. And they're they they are twins. I you know, I don't think we've seen twins in this series. a long time or at least not identical twins like these two moving on he offers himself and um did not pass the vibe check here uh king viserys is like you're no match for my daughter uh Ray was like you're no match for me i'm not interested and they move on and so soon after this um there. Oh, well, before Renera runs off, she gets actually into a fight in front of everyone with King Viserys and Otto Hightower breaks them up and then she runs away. So let's just like clear that up. So we're we're kind of moving on to seeing these two, Christian and Ray, on a little chase, and you can tell that they form a strong bond. And so Um, they kind of settle and rest and just like walk and talk and we're watching them form a stronger bond through this wild horse chase in the woods and so while this is happening we have this scene which I was actually I, I was expecting it anticipating it and you might know what I'm talking about it's where Otto Hightower is talking to King Viserys about the air and about how to stop the madness of everyone coming up to King Viserys asking for Rhaenyra's hand because you know she's of age and now she should be courting and Otto High Tower offers the only person that should not be offered at all at this time but again, this is this time period we are talking about Targaryens here, and Otto High Tower suggests that in order to stop everyone from coming up to Viserys to talk about, you know, marriage, is for Renera to marry her brother, two-year-old Aegon. Disgusting! I just don't understand the. It's he's a he just turned two, and gladly, the. Well, not gladly, but I am so thankful that King Viserys, at the very least, has those wits about him. And he said, um, are you insane, man? Are you crazy? And Otto Hightower backs up and he's kind of like, you know what? Forget it. And so now, with all of this happening, King Viserys can do the one thing a king can do and no one can stop him or interfere. And that is get wasted on that nasty ass wine they're probably drinking so we move on to um we move on to seeing ray and christian having a beautiful conversation just about like what's to come and they see and then christian like hears a little like you know breaking of twigs behind them in the woods So while this is happening, we're taken back with the king, and he's at a big fire pit, and here comes Allison, and she's all like, hey, what's going on? What's on your mind, husband? And he's like, I don't know if I made a big mistake. Should I not have chased this, chasing this dream to have a boy I killed, the only woman I've ever loved? And she's like, no, don't say that. (laughs) And he was kind of like, yeah, I was kind of chasing this dream and then like it didn't come true and then my wife died and then you show up and give me boys. So uh, maybe I am not as intuitive as I thought I was. And so we can start to see the cracks of King Viserys questioning his own judgment, which he really should. He just doesn't look like he's in good shape in other parts i mean he he seems to have his wits about him in one part and then now it's like and then in other parts he's like i don't know what i'm doing i hate being king i just want to be a dreamer (laughs) so um turns out that it's a wild boar that shows up at the little mini camp that ray and christine are having and he attacks them and then ray finishes the boar and takes out all of her rage at this boar and she's just getting bloodied up and just taking it all and i honestly i felt that i mean haven't you ever felt you've probably felt all this teenage rage where you just don't have anywhere else to like put it out to and a good boar killing is probably the best way to just like let it all just bleed out and I was really, I was really happy for her. I was really happy for her, and happy for all of us experiencing this moment with her. Um, it was very, uh, what's that term, cathartic, if you will. So, it's the next day, and we see. Who do we see? Then it's the next day, and we see Ray, up on a cliff with Christian, and they're just kind of staring out into the vast lands of the White Heartlands. And uh, it turns out that she seems pretty calm and, re- and pleased with herself with killing the st- killing the um the boar. So then we move back to the father, King Viserys. King Viserys is told, "Hey, we found we found a stag. Surprise! We found the stag." So then he shows up and he finds the stag, and. You know, earlier in the episode, he was told that, like, if they found a white stag, it would be a gift from the gods and that he's on the right path. Well, when he gets to this stag, it turns out that it's a brown stag. So I guess not so rare. Um, and, and I thought King Viserys was disappointed that it wasn't a white stag. And he seemed kind of just like, oh, I guess, like, I am. This is the impending doom that's coming my way so we get back to Ray, and Ray is the one who sees the white stag which tells me that she's on her way to be Queen and we should not be judging and we should not be making um, you know rash opinions and make rash opinions about these about her not being Queen like she's gonna be Queen she has to be Queen right Like she saw the white stag, it's meant royalty. It's meant she has been blessed upon by the gods. Um, So once we see that happening, um, we watch Rey enter the camp and she's coming in with her badass self all bloodied up and everyone is watching her just like with this rich red blood walking into the camp and and everyone's clapping and you can tell that no one can say shit to her. And she's basically like, yeah, I just killed a boy, like no big deal, I saw White Stag, no big deal, like what did you do with your time here? (laughs) So after that's done, we move on to seeing Hightower talking with Allison and she's basically saying to him, um, or he's basically saying to her that she, uh, oh my goodness, what am I saying, he is telling her that he, that she should help Viserys recognize that Aegon is the only true heir to the throne and that he should reconsider um, his decision of making Rhaenyra's Rhaenyra the queen in front of everyone again. And I could tell, you know, Alicent is somewhat regretful for the way that things turned out. However, uh, she's going to do what her daddy's going to say. So at the end of the day, it's like, what intentions do you have? What, what do you feel bad for when you still end up doing the bad thing anyway? Like, get out of here with that. I just, I cannot be bothered with her. I cannot stand her. Um, So, you know, she gets with King Viserys and she's basically planting the seed of saying, well, the best way to deal with Rhaenyra is to let her decide how she wants to do, what she wants to do with her life. Almost like making her decide, hey, you, she, sh- you know, hey, Renera is going to say, like, I don't want to be queen anymore. I want to be this and that. Or I want to be married to such and such. If you let her decide, it'll take the stress off of you because ultimately, if Ray thinks it's her idea, then it, she'll be the only one to blame for everything, which was a really good idea and a really good suggestion to the king, because, you know, when you're dealing with teenagers, the best way to interact with them is let them think that any idea they have is really theirs, and you're just supporting their journey and their ideas. So I thought, all right, well, hats off to you, Allison, but you only get this one. This is the only one you get from me. So we're in the small council room, and we're with, Ray and King Viserys, and they're talking about what they were plotting about, which was who she's going to marry and how she's upset. And they do this whole back and forth. And at the end, he does exactly what Allison said, and he goes, "Can you just decide what you want to do with your life? Uh, I'm no longer going to force anything upon you." And Rhaenyra had just the cutest smile and like glint, like little glimmer in her face where you could tell like it worked and ultimately I mean Renera should really decide at this point with everything that's happened to her she should at least decide a a couple of things that happen in her life and this one could be like choosing who she marries right I at the very least let her choose who she marries if she can't choose who her mother was or her new stepmom was and so now we're back at the stepstones and this is honestly like so bad fucking ass because It took us so long to get to such a crazy war scene in God and to be in episode three. And we're already having this crazy, bloody, disgusting, fleshy battle in episode three. Episode three. God, God would never. God would never. So we're watching... All of the Valarions discuss their, you know, issues with one another and Damien's, or Damien, oh my goodness, Damon's, um, his leadership. And finally, Damon arrives back from, you know, one last dragonfire stuff, dragonfire breath at the war, at the Stepstones. And he arrives, and when he arrives, he arrives to a letter from the king. And then soon after that, he starts beating the living shit out of the messenger. Because he's psycho. Yes, he is. He's a psycho. And he once he stops beating the shit out of the messenger, he we discover that the letter was from the king and that the king had said he sent aid. And now there's one thing that Damon wants. There's one less thing that Damon wants in this life, and that is any help from his dumb brother, King Viserys. So instead, he comes up with this great plan and he shows up and pretends to lose. He pretends to lose because. I mean for a second there i really thought he was losing but no he shows up waves a little white flag and his sword and waits for all of the little crab feeder men to show up to him to prove that he really gave up on this war and it's over it's been three long years and um then the killing starts and once the killing starts there's no stopping it and uh yeah he basically goes after all of them and, okay, one thing I will say about King Paimon here is that he understands that when arrows are coming his way, you zigzag, okay? You zigzag. You don't just run a straight line. You zigzag. Take notes, Brendan. Take notes, okay? You zigzag. So he zigzags from all of the arrows that are coming at him even though he gets hit like twice. He manages to mentally call his dragon, and then it turns out that that was his plan all along. He brought out the dragons, and once all of the crab feeder men show up and surround him, then the cavalry shows up, and then they all start fighting. And uh, we see Hannibal Lecter and Leatherman's son walk back into the cave. What's his name, King Drahar. Or Prince Strahar, one of the two. He goes back into the cave, which is where he comes from, and Daemon chases after him. And so we thought, I thought we were going to see the fight between the two of them, but I guess we don't have time for that. Not with time moving in the way that it's been moving, two to three years at a time. Um, he goes in, the men have a little bit more of a fight, and then he comes back out with a dismembered, <laughs> A dismembered Prince Trahar, like guts spilling out. Oh, it was disgusting and amazing at the same time. And so he comes out bloodied and the war at the Stepsons is over. And um, yeah, I mean, that was such a great episode. I loved how outdoors we were the entire time. Um, so we got to see a lot more of the landscape. We got to see a lot. We got to see the Narrow Sea. We got to finally see those damn stepstones from different angles, and I could see why they're called stepstones. I, you know what? I actually thought they were real stepstones. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that they were gonna be like fighting at the steps stones, but that's just my imagination. Where did you think that they were fighting at when they called it the stepstones? Anyway, guys. That's all I have for you today. It's been one fun episode, and I'm looking forward to next week, episode four, and let's see what we're gonna get. If you have any questions or thoughts, please hit me up on hbxpod at gmail.com. Also hit me up on my socials, hbxpod at Instagram, hola vi chola, TikTok. Alright, guys, that's all I have for you today. Until next